Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to our 4th of July show, and happy 4th of July weekend, everybody. Good morning to Pete Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And good morning to Brianna Wood, who's running around in the radio room. Thank you for setting up the controls, and good morning, Brianna. Good morning, and it's my pleasure. You know, the room is always brighter when you're in the room, Brianna. I have to say that. Thank you, Ray. I appreciate that. And my name is Ray Lance. So today we want to talk about 4th of July. We want to talk about how do you declare your own financial independence? Because I wonder how many people really understand, do you suppose, what 4th of July is all about? I bet a lot of people don't even know other than the fact that it's a holiday and it has something to do with Independence Day. But I wonder how many people really know much about the history of 4th of July. Probably not a lot, but I mean, I think that most people, the majority of Americans at least, know the gist of what the 4th of July is and that it was uh, us declaring our independence. So it's the date on which the American colonies, and there were 13 of them, adopted the Declaration of Independence. And it was adopted on July 4th. And basically it declared independence from Great Britain and its king. And there's just lots of useful information. Independence Day, or Fourth of July as we call it now, uh, was declared a federal holiday in 1870, but it wasn't a paid federal holiday until uh, 1938. So enjoy your Fourth of July, ladies and gentlemen, your, your parades, your picnics, your barbecues, and everything else you do on Fourth of July weekend. But do remember what the holiday is about, which is the United States colonies, I shouldn't say United States, the American colonies declaring their financial and actual uh, total independence from Great Britain. There was only one signer on the actual 4th of July, which was John Hancock. The other 55 signed um, after the fact, but a total of 56 men from 13 colonies uh, signed the Declaration of Independence. And where was John Hancock from? Massachusetts. So Massachusetts had a lot to do with the Declaration of Independence. It had a lot to do with uh, declaring ourselves free from Great Britain. One of my favorite uh, people of all time is Benjamin Franklin. He was the oldest delegate to the convention where the Declaration of Independence was signed. He was 70 years old at the time. My gosh. That seems like ancient history now, doesn't it? And the lead author of the Declaration was Thomas Jefferson, and he was only 33. So think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Think about the fact that this young Thomas Jefferson, at the age of 33, wrote most of the Declaration of Independence. I'm not sure why this has a huge bearing, but one out of eight of the signers were from Harvard, graduated um, from Harvard. Harvard College it was at the time. Seven total out of the 56. Yep. And that was a big number, but you know there weren't a lot of colleges during that time either. Harvard actually has a long history. That's why so many of them had been Harvard graduates. And two of the signers actually ended up becoming president. That was John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. And uh, Thomas Jefferson, I think, was from Virginia, and John Adams was from where? Massachusetts. Was he? Yes. Wow. We have two from Massachusetts. Oh, we have a long history in Massachusetts. What I'd like to do is um, in Congress, and the word Congress means joining together in this convention, they call it a Congress, 
of July 4th, 19, excuse me, 1776 is when they signed, and it begins the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America colonies. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. So that's almost like a preamble to the Declaration of Independence. But I want to read one more section, which is what most people are commonly familiar with. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute a new government. Then it goes on for quite a few pages after that. We're not going to read the whole thing today, but it goes on to the, uh, list all the general complaints against King George and the British uh, rule and the reasons why they felt it was necessary to declare their independence. A couple of other interesting facts is that uh, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, and James Monroe all died on the 4th of July, and Adams and Jefferson died on the same day within hours of each other in 1826. That's kind of strange. Right. So I'm still struggling a little bit. Yeah, John Adams was from Massachusetts, as well as Samuel Adams. you know why Samuel Adams was famous? Brianna? Because he's on a beer bottle. <laughs> beer. You're right. <laughs> of course, that didn't happen then. It's only fairly recent. See, you did learn something in school. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say I learned that in school. <laughs> okay. Samuel Adams. Well, you probably did learn it in school just after class. After hours. Well, not about the beer, yeah. Yeah, after hours. <laughs> so for Massachusetts, we had... Samuel Adams, John Adams, Robert Treat Payne, and Eldbridge Jerry from, Massa from uh, Massachusetts. And Ben Franklin proposed the turkey as the national bird, but he was overruled by John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, who recommended the bald eagle. So that's pretty good that they overruled the turkey. That was a great thing. The turkey is one of the ugliest birds that's out there, and they're very stupid also, aren't they? <laughs> You beep your horn as they're trying to cross the road, and they just stop and look at you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to say, this is the first radio show that we've also done with our new rescue mascot in the studio with us. She's finally old enough at a little over 10 months to be good and not be crazy, so she's laying peacefully sound asleep. Nice well, to have her in here. It is. Today what we want to do is we want to talk about why it's important to declare your own financial independence and some things that you need to do. Um, the business that we're in, as you know, at USA Wealth Group, is to show people how to have a better retirement, whether you're planning to retire or are already retired. We want to show you how to have a better retirement. We want to talk about your goals and how do you plan for paying for college if you're still at that age, uh, retirement plans, asset protection, 
Do you want to leave a legacy to your family? And what about taxes? If you're not paying attention to taxes, you're not getting the complete picture. So we do a lot of that in this office, don't we, Pete? We do, and that's, you know, it's a little play on words, a little bit, you know, silly, hokey, but we do want to help you create your own financial independence, and that's what we do. Right. And so, uh, Brianna, you're here this morning to, as in your own words, you're going to give us some comic relief, but you do more than that here. You helped us uh, with uh, social media marketing. You helped do our videos. You run the radio show. You do an amazing number of things here. Thank you. So we're glad to have you on. And um, would you like to declare your financial independence, Brianna? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it does seem like it's getting harder, though, in today's world with inflation and the price of food and gas. It's all very difficult right now. You know, I heard something just recently, however, that we think gas prices are high here because we're paying, say, roughly $5 a gallon for gas, which is incredibly large, incredibly high. And England, from which we declared our financial independence and legal independence back in 1776, they're currently paying about $10 a gallon for gas. That's adjusted for the conversion between the pound and the dollar and so forth. They're paying $10 a gallon for gas. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine doing that? No, but that's, you know, they don't have as far to drive, I guess. And they have small cars and they have more fuel efficient cars than we do, but still that's an incredible amount of money. One thing that they are smarter than us about is that they still have a large number of manual cars. You mm -hmm. go over there and I'd say 60, 70% of all cars are stick shift. So you mean manual shifting, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. typically more, well, it's more expensive in general to buy an automatic, but I believe it's even more expensive in Europe because manuals are so common. Well, they're more fuel efficient, that's for sure. And um, we don't use them very much in this country any longer. So a couple of things have happened recently, very recently. Number one, um, we've had... Um, COVID in this country and around the world, that has set back the economy. Uh, we've had uh, incredible inflation, partially as a result of COVID. Markets uh, have been extremely volatile. Uh, volatile means they've been going up and down and up and down. It's very hard to predict what the market's going to do and how can you have uh, your money safe. We're going to be talking about some ideas that you can do to have safer money and protect your money and protect the principal. But recently, we also had the Federal Reserve uh, raise the basic interest rate by what's called 75 basis points. And 75 basis points simply means three quarters of 1%. So if you think of 1% equaling 100 basis points, that's how you know what basis points are when you hear that discussed. So that happened just recently. Uh, it happened this month. And the Dow Jones has been going nuts. Uh, the stock market has been going nuts. And uh, people have lost a lot of money in the stock market. I guess you don't lose it until you actually sell something. But we're going to talk a little bit more about what does the interest rate increase mean to you and what are some of the things you can do to protect yourself. And most importantly, how can you become more financially independent? We are going to be talking about some specifics uh, as well as our fun facts that we have. And uh, stay tuned, and we will be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. 
I wonder how many people have seen a picture of the original American flag which represented the 13 colonies that had 13 stars and stripes. But uh, how many stars did it have, Pete, and how were they arranged? 13 and in a circle. So why were they in a circle, do you suppose? So they were all equal. Correct. So today they're all in rows because we're all in rows in this country, aren't we? Um, I've got the flag project going on, Fonts Corner Road, and the flags are up all weekend, this 4th of July weekend. Yeah, let's mention that. That's, and that's good to mention. One of the things that I struggled with is, you know, t were the flags properly displayed and uh, lit at night? Because they do have to be lit um, in order to fly it by the proper flag protocol. Um, there's no law against it, but there is flag protocol. And I asked um, a bunch of people on Facebook in a poll. Um, I talked to the select board about it, and basically everybody was in agreement that the lights on Fonts Corner Road were sufficient to properly illuminate the flags, and that that was um, in guideline with flag protocol. Um, but after all of this, somebody said, you know that certain places, including, um, and I'm not sure if this is true, I never researched the validity of the claim, but that Disney has uh, flags that have one less stripe or, you know, a couple less stars um, that are nice high quality, but that way they're not official American flags and they can fly in any weather and at nighttime without being properly illuminated. You know, if that's true, I think that's disgusting. I think that's appalling if that's true. First of all, it's a desecration of the American flag if you're not showing the true American flag. Yeah, and I never had a chance to look into it, but apparently um, it's just too much work for some major, you know, <laughs> businesses that have tons and tons of American flags displayed to take them all down if they have a pop-up thunderstorm or, you know, taking them, have it, making sure that they're all illuminated at night. I'm not sure. Well, and along those lines, did you know that uh, even recently, the great majority, more than half of the American flags that are sold in this country are made in China. I look for that when I go to a place like Walmart. I look to see if I can buy something that's made in America, including flags. And if they're not made in America, I won't buy them. So buy American, ladies and gentlemen. So what happens on Independence Day or 4th of July is barbecues. 150 million plus hot dogs are consumed on 4th of July weekend. 700 million pounds of chicken. What do you think, Brianna? That's a lot of chicken. Where are they getting them all from? Not from China. Okay. <laughs> and, no, only um, monkeys. No, but those are just some cute little facts about 4th of July weekend. Let's get into some specifics. How can you make yourself financially independent? How do you declare your financial independence? Well, one of the first things you ought to do is set some goals. We will be happy to help you do that. What we help people do is show you how to protect your money, make more money, retire more comfortably, um, how to make gifts, what are the tax implications of what you're doing. And we do actually have um, checklists and lots of useful information that we talk about every show. We'd be happy to mail them to you or have you swing by and, and pick up a copy. Um, we do get people in from time to time who listen to the radio show and say, hey, you know, I'd like to get this or that, and I'm happy to give that to them. We have most of them pre-printed in little cubbies down the other end. Um, we've got this one, your retirement planning checklist. Uh, it's Which is a great guideline, by the way. Yeah. 
So it's got lots of useful information. Happy to share it with you. Let's talk for just a quick second about some of the events locally that are going to happen on uh, 4th of July or 4th of July weekend. So let me ask you a question, Brianna. What is the uh, oldest continuous independent celebration of 4th of July in the United States? Where does it take place? That would be the Bristol, Rhode Island 4th of July parade. Right. And they actually begin the celebrations on, I believe it's June 26th, and they continue all through the month of July. It's really a big deal. Um, I've been to that in the past. If you have not been to that before, it's worth attending. You have to plan. You have to go a little early. Um, but yes, it's been held since 1785. They actually paint the street for it. Yes, they do. It's it's there all year long. It's very nice. Mm -hmm. It's a very nice street to begin with. Yeah, June, June 14th, which is Flag Day, um, begins the official celebration in Bristol, Rhode Island. It's not that far to go. Mm -hmm. If you've not been there before, you should go there. But you need to plan. Um, if you want a map of it, uh, it's a little late right now to get it from our office, but you can go online and you can check it out online. Info at July 4th, July 4, no, it's July 4, TH, Bristol, Rhode Island.com. Um, the flag project in Dartmouth, for those of you who have seen it, was actually initiated by uh, Pete, Pete Lance. And Pete, you put up flags on Memorial Day weekend for the whole weekend, and then you did Flag Day, which is June 14th. And you've got flags up again this weekend for 4th of July, right? Yep, and then they'll be up on 9-11 um, and Veterans Day and um, Pearl Harbor Day. I believe that's it. I've got the list, of course, but I think that that's it. But it's a nice project, and it's nice to see the American flag displayed. So when you see it, remember that Pete and his uh, very helpful team of helpers have done that. They put in... Uh, PVC pipes in the ground and cement, so the pipes the uh, pipes will be there permanently, and the flags can come in and out much more quickly. Right, Pete? Yeah, it's it's we've got it down to a, a science now for sure. It's fairly easy to take them out and uh, put them in, and only up on the long weekends we put a screw in the base of each one. That takes a little bit more time screwing in 50 screws, but just find it. A little bit more comforting um, to know that you know maybe if it got really windy or if somebody tried to steal them that they'd be safe. Um, well, I can't. I can't imagine anybody wanting to steal the American flags. That would be a travesty. Well, unfortunately, I think that it's, it would be very likely if we didn't put the screws in. Maybe not this weekend. Maybe not the next time. But at some point, I just have a feeling that it would happen, and that's unfortunately again been the general consensus from everybody that I've spoken to has mentioned that. Yeah, let me mention by the way um, that's a wonderful project and you couldn't have done it without a team of helpers helping you as well. So. No, but I have a whole list of people including some people who donated money uh, towards the project and the rest was uh, funded by USA Wealth Group. Um, the Dartmouth Police Department has been really helpful also with right as we're about to put them up or right as we're about to take them down. I just called the dispatcher and as long as there's nothing, you know, big going on with an accident or something, um, they are able to send a cruiser out to um, be a, a little detail, and we get everything done uh, under under a half an hour. Well, that's good. 
And uh, so a big thank you and a big shout out to them. There's also a local hardware store, I think, that contributed something to the project too, right? Yep, Home Depot um, donated a lot of the materials as well. Yep, so support the, uh, Home Depot. They they are part of this project as well. And by the way, the Bristol Parade, uh, the oldest in the country, the oldest uh, continuous Independence Day celebration in the United States. Uh, it's not that far away. The parade steps off at 10.30 in the morning on 4th of July, which is tomorrow, Monday. And um, it's a wonderful thing to attend. It's it's an amazing parade. You'll you'll love it. Bring something to sit on. Bring something to drink. Um, uh, all those kinds of things. Now, Ray, I have a trivia question for you. Oh dear, go ahead. Do you know which president died without a will? Dumpty, 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 dump. That would be Abraham Lincoln, who also said a lawyer's time is his stock in trade. And he worked as a lawyer before he became president, before he ran for public office and became president. So shame on him. But do you know that about three quarters of the people in this country died without having a will or a trust or anything? I didn't. Yep. That's that's a pretty big number. That's scary. I mean, people are not going to live forever. None of us are. So if you want information about how to get your estate plan up to date or to do something and you've been putting it off, call Lance Law. 508-998-8800. They'll be happy to help you. doesn't cost to sit down and talk about it. Um, and um, it's part of declaring your financial independence. When we talk about financially ind being independent financially, it also includes getting your estate plan done because you've got to do that. Those documents are extremely important too. We did have a situation in my family when my grandparents passed away. They had nothing set up mm. and... Um, my grandmother, before she had passed, she had gone into a nursing home. She had dementia and couldn't be taken care of at home. And it was an absolute nightmare uh, for my mom to deal with. Sure. She had no idea what she was doing and that, you know, there were no documents to help her out. So it is really important that you either get those in order or review what's already in them. Yeah, expensive too. If you don't have documents and somebody has dementia, for example, they might need to have a guardian appointed to handle their financial affairs. You're looking at four or $5,000 easily to go to court to get a guardian appointed. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. So yeah, definitely get your estate plan in order. It's critical. Um, but there's a lot of specific things that we can do. And uh, I want to mention one other tourism event that's taking place on 4th of July, and that's in Fairhaven at Fort Phoenix. Uh, they have a special Independence Day ceremony um, at Fort Phoenix on Monday, July 4th. They're having a parade, and this follows the uh, parade that they're having. And they're going to fire off cannons on, at Fort Phoenix, a cannon salute. So I don't have a lot of information on the time that the parade kicks off, but uh, you can call the Office of Tourism. Of course, if you do that first thing in the morning tomorrow, it's gonna to be probably a little bit too late, but you can call them at 508-979-4085, or you can go online and look up on the Town of Fairhaven website and find out more details. So there is a local parade and a cannon firing ceremony to mark Independence Day, cannon salute, on 4th of July. 
and we'll talk about some other um, events and we'll, or we'll at least reiterate events that are coming up um, either the next break or after this break or uh, in our fourth segment and we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen. Franklin D. Roosevelt once said, in the truest sense, freedom cannot be bestowed, it must be achieved. In the case of our country, of course, it was hard fought and it was, it was won. And we had a war uh, following the Declaration of Independence. Um, we eventually won the war. We had help from the country of France and uh, a lot of other people assisted. Um, Louis Brandeis, a famous uh, Supreme Court justice, once said, those who won our independence believed liberty to be the secret of happiness and courage to be the secret of liberty. So when we talk about declaring your own financial independence, which is just as important, you have to have a plan. You have to start out with a plan. That's what we can help you with in the office here. Number one, we need to have you set some very specific goals. What would financial independence look like for you? Does it mean you have enough social security coming in? Does it mean you have a pension and other retirement income? There's because so many questions and variables and every single uh, person that I meet with, uh, that we meet with, sometimes I meet with people on my own, sometimes you do, Dad, sometimes we meet with people together, but we always have to go over so much and sometimes um, you know, it takes two meetings or more um, and certainly more complex cases, it can take at least three meetings to put together a full comprehensive plan. But it all starts with the basics, which is what are your goals, what are your dreams, um, what's your budget? When what's, do you plan to retire? How old do you want to be when you retire? Yep. What kind of legacy do you want to leave to your children or grandchildren or your community? Um, but it all starts with that. It all starts with, you know, talking, having a conversation with you, and then getting into your budget and income needs. So let's put Brianna Wood on the spot. So the, besides setting specific goals, if you don't have specific written goals of what you want to make, what you want to save, what you, when do you want to retire, um, my gosh, let's see, I think the last I heard that you are have reached the ripe old age of 25, Brianna, is that correct? Uh Yes, I'm, I'm 25 right now, but... Does that uh, mean soon and like in the next month, maybe you're going to be 26? Maybe in the next couple of days. Much sooner than that. Much yeah, sooner I'll than be that? 26 on Tuesday. You I'll poor thing. 26 on Tuesday. Yep, I'm that much closer. I'm now closer to 30 than I am to 20. I didn't want to mention anything, but you should really start moisturizing more <laughs> for those crow's feet that you have starting. And, you know, you're, you're thinking about maybe a... a Facelift anytime soon or oh definitely no. facelift <laughs> fillers I need it. Peter's just teasing. Brianna is actually a beautiful young woman, but do you know what it means when you've reached your twenty sixth birthday? I no longer qualify for health insurance under my parents. No, it also means that you're now in your twenty seventh year. So I sorry to disillusion you about that one. Is that because I was in the womb for nine months? Is that how? No, 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 no. Just think about this logically for a second. If you reach the 26th anniversary of your birth, that means 26 years have gone by. So now you're entering your 27th year, so you're really going to be 27. I prefer to think <laughs> of it as I have thought of it this whole time. I'll be 26. Yes, uh, <laughs> she obsesses about it all the time, ladies and gentlemen. 
So I wish we all had that problem. So here's, here's a goal that you ought to think about, a key to becoming financially independent. Consistently spend less than you earn. That would save some money. So I'm not going to really put you on the spot and ask you, are you saving money? But it should be a goal to say, mm-hmm. every time I get a paycheck, I want to save X dollars from it and put it in a savings account initially. And then when that builds up, then you can put it someplace else. You can create a spending plan for that matter, right? We can all have a spending plan. Yeah, my mom was able to implement that uh, for me at a young age. She she came from um, a family where they didn't have a lot. My grandparents had seven other kids. Wow. So mm. she was raised to support herself, and she instilled that in me. So I, as soon as I turned 16, she took me out to apply for jobs and always told me it's important to put money aside and then have a spending budget. So... Um, I am proud to say that I'm able to do that. Good, that's good. Yeah, not many so, people, even your age at, you know, <laughs> the, the ripe old age of 26 almost. So let me, that. let me ask a question. Brianna, you said your grandmother had seven other kids besides your mother. That means she had eight children? Yes. So I guess they didn't spend money on going to the movies, did they? Absolutely not. I think the extent of their time out was going for a Sunday drive. Hmm. Okay, well then, when you have a savings plan and you have a spendings plan, um, you can create the budget for yourself, and we've got budget forms here that we can provide to anybody. There's no obligation or charge to get a budget form. Just contact us and we'll give you a budget form. Um, Then the next thing you do is once you have a little bit saved, then you have to start investing, and you have to create an investing plan also, including you can put money aside into a retirement account. You can make a contribution to an IRA. It doesn't have to be a large amount. You can start small. Maybe you put um, $1,000 a year into a retirement account, and then when you can afford more, you do that. But if you do that, it doesn't have to be that you write a check for $1,000 necessarily. It can be that you set up a savings account, Save money until you have $1,000, and then put the $1,000 into an IRA plan, perhaps. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, it, I, I've said this dozens of times. If you don't have a lot to invest, just invest what you can. And as we've said over and over again over the last 10 years of doing this radio show, pay yourself first. Start putting aside, even if it's just $10 a week, $25 a week, whatever you can, Start setting that aside first before you pay your other bills or certainly do anything, you know, fun. And it'll become habit, and you will not even think about the fact that you're doing that, and maybe you can even increase it a little bit. That's actually a good word because uh, the habit of saving and the habit of investing is really what makes a huge difference. It's fun, too. It's fun to see that money grow. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. And, you know, yeah, we are in a difficult time right now with the market being as volatile, and, and we did technically get into bear territory. Um, and, you know, that's probably not going away anytime real soon. They haven't made an official announcement yet, but we certainly are in a recession, which is two quarters in a row, two consecutive quarters of economic decline, especially as it pertains to the GDP, the gross domestic product. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not a, a bad time to um, – or it is a bad time, I should say, to put money into your investments. There are certainly um, individual stocks, but even better, mutual funds and ETFs 
that are well diversified that can help protect you even in a market like now. And the fact that the market is low, um, you know, we do expect that it's now going to start getting better again sooner rather than later. So well, the, the old saying of, you know, buying while the market is low is not a bad thing to do. Well, the important rule is to stay invested. Once you start investing, stay invested. A lot of a lot of investors make mistakes by waiting to invest until the market is really strong, and then they bail out of it when it sinks. Yeah, they do the exact opposite of what you should do. When the market is low, that's really you know potentially a good time to buy because you're going to be buying these funds at a much less um, expense. Another quick rule is to make sure that you have some diversification. You don't put everything all in one bucket. Um, maybe you have a savings account. Maybe you have an annuity for a retirement account. We'll talk about that in just a couple minutes. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to digress for just one second and talk about the fact that we have a lot of conflict in our country right now. And there's a gentleman named James Blaine who once said, the United States is the only country with a known birthday. All the rest began, they know not when, and grew into power, they know not how. There is no Republican, no Democrat on the 4th of July. All are Americans. I thought that was an interesting thought given the divi divisiveness and division we have in our country uh, today. And uh, John Dickinson once said, then join hand in hand, brave Americans all, by uniting we stand, by dividing we fall. It's also a Pink Floyd lyric. Is it really? It is. No kidding. Yep. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. See, I don't belong to the younger generation anymore, so. <laughs> that's more Pete's generation. That's probably, that's true, it's that Pete's part generation. part of the wall. Yep. Was it really? Yep. Let me read it again. Then join hand in hand, brave Americans all, by uniting we stand, by dividing we fall. Yeah, it's not the entire thing, but it's it's a variation of that, yeah. Hmm, that's good. I didn't know that. So when we're talking about keys to becoming financially independent, we're talking about setting goals, consistently spend less money than what you earn, create a spending plan, invest, stay invested, diversify, and then this is an important one, use tax-favored accounts. If you're not paying attention to taxes and the tax implications of what you're doing, you're making a big mistake. As an example, if you put money into an IRA account, it grows tax deferred. So you don't pay any income taxes on the earnings currently as it's making money, only when you take a withdrawal from it, ideally when you're over the age of 59 and a half. Would you like to be 59 and a half someday, Brianna? I, I can't imagine being that age uh, at the age I am now, but I guess we're all moving in the same direction, so. Yes. I will be there eventually. Yep. I'll have to embrace it. <laughs> There's only one way off this planet. It's underground. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, so tax-favored accounts are important, though, because if you put money aside in a retirement account, for one thing, you shouldn't touch it until you're 59 and a half, or you'll pay some penalties to the federal government for taxes. So money you put there tends to stay there for a long time, and because it's growing tax-deferred, it's growing faster than if you had money in an account where you have to pay taxes on the interest every year. There so. are actually quite a few ways to avoid that um, penalty for taking money out of a qualified account before 59 and a half, um, but really there's only a couple that usually are ever going to 
you know, be realistic in most people's lives, which is the biggest one is uh, first-time home purchase. Well, I'll give you one more quotation from a famous American, Patrick Henry, who said, give me liberty or give me death. And with that, we're going to take a final break, and we're going to come back and give you some more ideas for how to become financially independent on Independence Day weekend. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking today about Independence Day. The Declaration of Independence was signed on 4th of July. Um, it was a declaration that the colonies in America were now free from control and rule from Great Britain. That led to a war. We won the war, obviously, and now we are independent. So we had to fight for our freedom in this country, didn't we? We had to fight for our, our independence. And I guess in many real respects, when you think about protecting yourself and protecting your family, you really have to fight for your family and fight for yourself, too. You have to make some plans. You have to think about, what do I want to be doing one year from now, 10 years from now? What do I want to do when I retire? Or if I'm already retired, can I do something more to have a better retirement? Always important to have a budget and have goals. Not to have a cheesy analogy, but uh, the colonies were a huge underdog compared to Great Britain and, and um, their military. Oh, sure. And yet we won. So if you're feeling down and out and feeling like the underdog, just remember that you can do it. You just need to dig yourself out of the hole and make some changes and, and have a better mindset and better habits. Well, famous politician Wendell Wilkie once said, I believe in America because we have great dreams and because we have the opportunity to make these dreams come true. So lots of famous people. Uh, so here's a quotation for you, Brianna. Who said this one? Government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. Mm, um, this is testing your brain. He died without a will. It wasn't oh. Johnny Depp. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Is okay, I was going between him and Benjamin Franklin. I am ashamed to say that. That's part of the uh, Gettysburg Address. I should know this. Um, I had to memorize the great Gettysburg Address once when I was in school. You never had to do that, I guess. I did not have to do that, but um, I remember I did have to memorize Martin Luther King's speech. Mm. I have a dream. Okay, shall I recite the Gettysburg Address, Please. Pete? Yeah, let's Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I won't bore everybody else with the full thing. Does it go on much longer than oh, that? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Yep. Great memory. Do you actually remember the entire thing? Yes, I do. That's but impressive. I, but I won't do it on the radio. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. You're doing it. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field to those who here gave their lives that this nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this, but in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor moral power to add or detract. It continues. Yeah, and you really do know the rest? I do. All right, Brianna and I uh, can leave, so you're gonna finish up the show. I, I would just like to say, Ray did not stumble over his words once, and he kept strict eye contact while he was reciting that. Yep. But you'll never know unless you read it, right? 
That's right. Okay. Brianna, you do some wonderful things for us here. So you've told us today that you um, have a budget, that you have a spending plan, that you're trying to save money, and that's critically important, even for a vacation. My gosh, look at the cost of driving today. It's, it's obscene. <laughs> it's out of sight. It is. And it's worse in other parts of the world. So recently, Pete, we had an increase in the uh, Federal Reserve discount rate by 75 basis points, or three quarters of 1%. Right, and they that are- That was huge. What's the impact of that? What does that mean to the average person in the public? Well, they're, they're trying to combat inflation. I think that's what, and, and you know, longer recession is what they're trying to do. Um, there's quite a lot of chatter that they're going to have another large, and that was the largest um, hike since 1994. So inflation means a lot of people are spending a lot more money and then uh, prices for the things that we buy keep buying. Um, and if you raise the interest rates first at the federal level and then the banks do, it means that maybe people will save more money and most importantly they'll spend less money and that'll help to damp down inflation. So that's the purpose of raising the rates. Uh, and primarily. they're talking about doing another large one, you know, probably another 75 basis points. Just a couple of weeks. Mm. Yep, exactly. So, so what that means lot. for the average person is it costs a lot more money to get a house mortgage now. Yeah, the mm -hmm. mortgage rates are going really sky high. Housing so, bubble? Uh, housing bubble. So that what that means is that uh, the housing market is overheated right now. The prices of housing are is uh, really inflated at the moment. And so if it costs more money to borrow to get a mortgage, that's gonna put a damper on the real estate market and that's gonna slow down real estate sales and bring down prices. And I said this in the fall of 2021, I didn't predict that you know the um, you know, in Russia-Ukraine situation, the oil situation was going to um, happen, but I, I did expect that there was going to be some type of a market correction, just didn't know what was going to be the, the real cause of it. And I have been saying for a while as well that I thought that the real estate market last year, especially last summer and into the early fall, was about as high as it was gonna get and then we we're gonna have a correction of the real estate market as well. Mm. You'll also see an increase in the savings rates that banks pay out, but it's still gonna be significantly less than what you can make if you did something like an annuity contract, for example, which is always gonna be more than what the banks are paying. Yeah, and annuities, uh, there, there's some that we have that are tied to the stock market, but not actually in the stock market. So you have the potential for real gains, but you can't lose any of your principal. Because they're tied um, to an index. They're tied to an index, but they're not actually in the index. And a lot of people, you know, don't have a, a good sense of what an annuity actually is. Um, it's really a great financial tool for many people. Um, you just have to make sure, and we have to make sure, and we always do, that you have enough liquidity elsewhere because the money is essentially tied up for a certain period of time, you know, three years, five years, seven years, 10 years, depending on which one. But other than that, they are phenomenal and we've seen some phenomenal returns for our clients. So let me ask, let me interrupt one second and ask Brianna a question. We have a fairly recent handout we can provide to people also, right? What's that called? This is the ABCs of Protected Retirement Income, and it's a guide to understanding the advantages and costs of FIAs. So a lot of people just don't understand them, but we're more than happy to provide this guide and to a, what that is. And an FIA is a fixed indexed annuity, and 
Um, there's other ones as well. It's called MIGAs, which are multi-year guaranteed annuities. Um, those are, you know, basically like a long-term CD with better interest rates than you can even possibly think about getting with a, a CD. And the, um, the, the rate that you earn is actually compounded. You don't have to claim that on your taxes every year, so the rate is actually higher. I think I need to jump in with a quotation about 4th of July. This is from an unknown author. Let's not forget why we celebrate the 4th of July. It's the day Will Smith saved us from the aliens. <laughs> See? You can relate to that one, okay, Brianna. I can. Yes, that, that is the perfect Independence Day movie, uh, just like Die Hard is the perfect Christmas movie. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> and I'm really proud to say that I can, you know, um, say the entire Bill Pullman, President of the United States speech at the end of Independence Day movie. Good. I'm glad to hear that. No, I really can't, but... <laughs> I was going to ask you to recite it. <laughs> no, he's just uh, joking, pulling our legs. So One real quick thing just to uh, finish up with on my end is this is something new that I hadn't seen yet. A Northwestern Mutual study um, at the end of 2020 found that almost three-quarters, 71% of U.S. adults admit that their financial planning needs improvement. However, only... 29% of them actually work with a financial advisor. So if you're not working with a financial advisor to become more independent and feel more comfortable about your retirement, let us help. Give us a call. It's what we do. We can show you how to prepare for a recession. We've got handout materials on that. Uh, don't be afraid of a bear market. Don't be afraid of a recession necessarily. Recessions come and go. Uh, they'll typically average maybe a year uh, during that time period. You can't time the market. Don't try to time the market. That's a huge mistake. But get rid of your credit card debt. That's one of the biggest oh, things yeah. you can do. Credit card interest rates will go up yep. during the recession. So here's what happens. The Federal Reserve raises the discount rate, costs more money to pay for things, buy a house. Credit card rates are also going to go up. So if you have extra cash, um, pay down your credit card debt. Stockpile savings. Have a backup to your emergency fund. Mm -hmm. You know, I read very recently that the, the uh, something like 60% of all the people in this country who have family household income of $250,000 or more, which is a lot, live paycheck to paycheck. What that means very wow. simply is they're spending too much money. They're not saving money. They're not investing money. But it applies to every economic group. So there are things you can do to prepare for a recession. One of the big ones, like I said, is to pay down uh, credit card debt. Elmer Davis once said, this nation will remain the land of the free only so long as it is the home of the brave. And I like that. We began this country in conflict. Uh, we've got conflict going on, but we still are grateful that we live in the country that we do. So whatever you're doing for 4th of July, uh, uh, tomorrow, um, Monday, 4th of July, hopefully do something that you can enjoy your family, but just think for a minute and appreciate the fact that a lot of people worked hard, a lot of people gave their, their lives and their energy to creating the Declaration of Independence, to making this country what it is. I have to say that I'm proud of uh, Pete Lance for the flag project that he's done on Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. Uh, take some time out to 
just reflect for a minute why we're grateful to celebrate Fourth of July. And I would like to say, if anybody is interested in receiving one of these reports, you can email info at usawealthgroup.com or call our office. The number here is 508-998-8858. And we do have some exciting news. We are revamping our website. So that should be up and running in about three months or so. So we're still we're still a bit out from having our new website up. But once that is live, you'll be able to visit our website and download these reports for yourself, making it very quick and easy for you to receive them. Thank you, Brianna. And I have a special quotation for you since you are about to reach the awful age of 26. The ripe old age. <laughs> this is from Helen Hayes. She was a famous actor in this country. Age is not important unless you're a cheese. Well, my name is Brianna, spelt like the cheese. You're so. right. You're, you're nothing but a cheese. <laughs> I'm nothing but a cheese. I knew there was something there. Thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We will be with you again next week. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, everyone.